home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Anyway, welcome back to Rated G Radio. I'm your host, Garrett Miller. Thrilled you are here with me tonight, Monday, December 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific time tonight. I am joined by one of my most favorite people. It's Mr. Rob Watson. He's the host of Rated LGBT Radio, which you can hear every Thursday afternoon live at 2 p.m. And you can hear it right here on Blog Talk Radio. We are also on Apple's podcast system and iHeartRadio. You can find that underrated LGBT radio under the parent banner there. Uh, But it's always super fun to have Rob on. We're going to have him on in just a couple of moments. A real quick reminder that next week we'll be joined by, um, I I just got a note that one of my new songs is, okay, cool, yay. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll talk about all this in just a second, but my email just blew up in front of my face. I hate getting distracted like that. I apologize to the millions of people who are listening tonight. Next Monday, I'm going to be joined by Mary Lou Monroe Ray out of Brisbane, Australia. She hosts specials on Rated Oz Radio. And then the following uh, week, we're going to wrap up the year with America's Top 50 Psychic, Rebecca Fisk. Again, we're not doing psychic shows with her. She's just coming on to chew the fat, talk about the holidays and the fun things that we're going to be wrapping up the year with. So um, I hope you tune in for that. All of these shows are also linked on our homepage here on Blog Talk with links to the various socials. So if you'd like to listen or find out more about the other programming here on the platform, we encourage you to support all of our production that we have coming out every single week. So without any further ado, as I love to say, please welcome Mr. Rob Watson. Yay! Rob, hi. Yay! Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, thanks for being here. Well, you know, here's one of the reasons I love having you here. Not only are you a good friend and you're fun to talk to, but you're probably one of the smartest people I know. And I know a lot of folks who are super smart and being able to elevate you just a notch above really uh, makes me feel good when you'll come on and talk with us for an hour. So how's your world? (laughs) Now the the pressure. Now I feel like I have to know something. (laughs) It's like, uh uh-oh. Well, they just make it up. Well, I usually do. (laughs) Oh, good, good, good. (laughs) Sometimes I guess right. (laughs) Well, we love all of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyway, since since we talked last month, can I can I be really honest with you? Last month, so this is my shameless guilt admission that midway through, right when I said, "Rob, what's new with you?" My internet went out for a period of like six or seven minutes, and by the time I was able to restart the server and do all of that stuff. Thank God Rob was still going on about what was going on, and I missed everything. (laughs) And then it's like literally – but the odd thing is it happened at the same time the week before with a different co-host. And so I thought, okay, there's something going on with Blog Talk because it's shutting off the Internet or my Internet service is shutting off at the same time. And that just sounded really odd. So um, what's – you're changing – direction at the beginning of the year what are you going to be doing share this like we haven't talked about this already because i will actually be hearing it for the first time i will now now i'm embarrassed and wondering whether i knew you had dropped off and i did the heroic thing and talked through it anyway like a good talk host does or whether i was just 
so full of myself that I talk endlessly for 10 minutes. I'm quite sure that you saw the message (laughs) that I said, hey, Rob, my internet's down. Keep talking. And you faithfully just persevered. I'm I'm going to trust that. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so. Yeah, so I, a, an interesting thing happened, and um, you who, you know, equally everything you said about me is like I feel right back at you in terms of our friendship and everything else, and I do consider you one of the smartest and most spiritual people I know. So, um, so there you go. You got a double whammy. Well, um, that, that's a nice but, double whammy. Yeah. So, but this this part you'll get because this is something that would would have come out of the Garrett bag of wisdom, uh, which is kind of putting things out in the universe and visioning. And um, a, a friend of mine in a networking group up here was going to a visioning seminar, and I was like, "Oh, I love that! Tell me what you learn. I can't wait." And she came back and she said, okay, well, the first thing the, um, the leader of the group said was to put out, I would love blank, not I would like, I hope for this, please bring me blank. It's I would love blank. And when she said that, the first thing out of the subconscious, out of my mind, out of my mouth was, I would love to not do insurance. I would love to be just doing writing and getting paid for it. That's what came out of my mouth. Well, a week later, and for those who don't know, I've been a farmer's insurance agent for three years, um, and I won't go through all the dirty details, but a week later, farmers um, (laughs) uh, let me know that that was probably a good idea and that um, as of the end of March, I will no longer be a farmer's agent. So um, that the universe heard right away and I was immediately inspired to kind of put up my business shingle to be a blog writer uh, for people mm-hmm. and to, you know, it's, it's a, it is a growing need. It is important for anybody who has a website that they fuel it with an active blog because that is how you keep your, your website on the top of search engines. And um, so I just, put it out there that that's what I want to do. And the response has been overwhelming. Um, All the people in my business circle have been, oh my God, that's perfect for you. You're, you know, this is great. They've lined me up with people. I have um, three clients already that, and one could be the type of client that if things go well with them, they could fill up my roster. I mean, I could have them as my, sole client potentially, I mean, but it is, is really um, steamrolling. So yeah, that is, that is what I'm going to do. I'm calling my new business Watson Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. And um, how clever. And uh, yeah, and I've already, my whole consciousness has moved back into being a writer, which I've always been, as you know, I, you know, I've, did really proficient blogging back in the day and, um, you know, was widely read and, and that sort of thing. Well, I've been writing off and on for the Los Angeles Blade magazine there in L.A. that it appears in both print and online. 
And this weekend, I wrote two articles, both of which have done exceedingly well. I wrote them both on Sunday, and collectively, they've they've been read about forty to fifty thousand times. So, well, yeah, and I, and I think that that's home. that's a outstanding number. It's forty or fifty thousand more times than I've been read this week, but. <laughs> also, Rob, what you're also failing to mention in the last six months, the last year, you've had multiple articles really go viral in a legitimate viral sensation where many of them have had multiple millions of views. So the fact that Rob is taking this to a next level for him personally just speaks to his strengths as a writer and reporter of um, you know, stories or facts that people absolutely engage and connect with. And I just find that just so satisfying to hear that this is a direction that you're pursuing, Rob. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. And it's funny because the, as I tell people in my networking group and everything else, it's sort of parallel to when I would tell people I was gay and come out. Because I would say, okay, I've got something to tell you. I'm not, not going to be an insurance guy anymore. I am going to be a writer. And they're going, oh, God, of course. Yeah, yeah, we already knew that about you. You just didn't know. Yeah. You know, but we already knew. So it's, yeah. it's like this real coming out thing. But um, I do want to give a shout-out to these two articles. Because one is kind of sad. It is a tribute piece to the author Anne Rice, who passed away this weekend. Um, I'm not going to call it obituary because it's really more than that, but um, please do check that out because the article I wrote, which is unlike a lot of the things that have been written about her, really highlights her import to the LGBTQ community and what she meant to us in particular. And then um, there was a situation in um, Minnesota where – a woman was running for the school board. She was an incumbent. And um, a group of people who were voting against her and working to to unseat her um, opened up, or, or they basically outed her eight-year-old child who is transgender and told everybody that um, her child was transgender. They said it in much more derogatory terms, um, but attacked, embarrassed, and uh, focused on this child who, you know, people didn't know that, that she wasn't a girl and um, or she had not been born a girl um, and, and was, was transitioned to a girl. Um, and so anyway, I wrote a piece uh, that was sort of reminiscent of my old writing, which was a dad sends a Christmas card to the quote-unquote concerned parents of Hastings, Minnesota. And in this piece, I reiterated what the situation was, what had happened, but then I wrote them a letter wishing them uh, a visitation a la Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, where they get visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, and uh, Christmas future, except I did that with a transgender theme in what that experience would be like. So that's the other article that is out there for people to check out. So remind people, Rob, where are they going to find these articles easily online? LosAngelesBlade.com. 
There you go, folks. Los Angelesblade.com. Yeah. Awesome. I'm always so proud of you. That's just exciting to hear. Well, thank you. That's, um, it, it was just it actually it's just affirming to me. You know, it, it it's funny when things that you're trying to do in your life don't go, and you just feel like you are banging your head on against the wall. <clears throat> and when you finally move into the thing that is right, it just flows. It just flows. You get confirmation back. You know, you know, you pick the right door this time. Go for it. So why do you think we do this? Because we've talked about this privately, but we've both been in situations, you this, you know, the last three years with Farmers Insurance, me and in other roles that I've had, where you're like, I'm trying so friggin' hard and nothing is going my way. I'm a nice person. I smile. I bathe at least once every six weeks. I do all the things that people are supposed to, to and nothing goes your way. And then the second you, you know, it's like I always – this is okay. So I'm going to get, here's your spirituality check-in of the week, but I always likened it to a career I had in uh, moving and relocation when it was good. It was very, very good. But when it was bad, it was very, very bad. And I just kept thinking, well, if I just stick around long enough, it has, it has to get better because it's been better in the past, but it continued to never get better, but I'm not a quitter. You know, I've been with the company for years. Right. And I finally said, you know, and it, and it was like a wake-up call. You know, I was being asked to do illegal things. I was asked to sign contracts for clients on their behalf and to say, oh, just don't tell them. They don't need to know. For real, that happened. Oh, just initial ooh, here that, ooh, you know, wow. we're going to deny a claim because we don't want to pay it. Um, no, that's elite. You know, you can go through all these things. Anyway, I mean, it was a horrible, horrible thing. And so time and circumstance and event Again and again and again. It was like God hitting me with a pebble on the forehead or on the top of my head going, hello, wake up, wake up. When are you going to wake up? This is not where you need to be any longer. Wake up. And I just kept saying, well, it's going to get better. I'd pray about it. I'd meditate about it. I'd you know, think good thoughts about it. And no matter how many times I read the secret or thought about quantum physics, was it ever going to get any better? <laughs> and finally, you know, God was like, fine. You don't like the little pebbles. Let's give you a couple of boulders. And so it took a couple of boulders and it knocked me down to my foundation to really where, you know, that company stole, you know, his, his branch base. So when I got tired of the thieves, I went right. to a different branch that I liked, but the branch that, you know, I didn't like anymore, they stole all my business. I went from a nice fat six figure income to zero dollars overnight. And I had to reinvent myself. And it was just like, and then it was like, okay, fine. I'll just reinvent myself. I can do this. But then I was like not getting any support. You know, people that I used to be able to get on the phone would never call me back. You know, people that are supposed to help support me. Well, you know, we just are kind of busy. And so I just, I said, I can't do this anymore. And so I went out and got another job. And the second I got that other job, I was like, oh, it's not Barbie's dream job, but I was valued. I was appreciated. I was told I was a nice person. I was told people, you know, and it was just one of those things. So, you know, going from, you know, your experience with the insurance where, you know, this was fun, not now I want to do something that I like again. And hearing you talk about your writing, that just makes me so happy. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, for me anyway, it's, those periods that are like what, where you're trapped and you right. don't know why you're there and you can't get out until the door finally opens or to your point, you get, you know, 
bombarded by a boulder. Um, it's like it's after the fact, looking back, I find out what I learned. Mm-hmm. You know, that there was a reason for me to be there. And, um, you know, and like in this case, the, the worst thing happened that I, you know, Rob, as I've second. been in the insurance case. Yeah. Rob, hold on just a second. Jenny, you do not need to eat Eric's dinner. Before you eat, get over here. <sighs> Poor little Eric. Eric is my oldest dog. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. She's like, you've already eaten. You do not need to eat twice. But I liked it. I know. <laughs> That's food, and it's edible. It is, yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't even matter. But um, when, when I was uh, starting in, in my agency, the idea that suddenly the, the plug would be pulled and I would you know, not have the agency anymore was like, oh, my God, how horrible, what a failure, how awful that would be. When it happened, because I had already put it out there and I actually had a vision of what my next step was, it wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the horrible thing that I had been afraid of for so long. But the other thing was, as I'm doing what I'm doing now and putting together this writing company, I realized that when I went into the insurance, I could not have at that moment gone, you know what, I think I'm going to be a blog writer instead mm-hmm. because I didn't have the network set up. I didn't have the mentality of running a small business that writing was now my product in. I had none of that. And I had to go through the agency with a product that I respected and I liked, but I didn't love, um, which is insurance and understanding that. And so I needed that to get where I'm ultimately now at. Um, So that's my vision in retrospect, that there was something there to learn that the next step would not have been the step if I hadn't mm-hmm. learned that, mm-hmm. that piece. I liken it to, and I'm sure you've seen this, that, the, that poem about the footsteps on the sand. Oh, you know, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So it's like where um, a man is walking with, with God or with Jesus, and um, um, he turns around and he looks back um, over the course of his life, which is on this allegorical beach. And in the, on the sand, he sees different parts where he went through the hardest part of his life where there was only one set of footsteps. And all the other parts, there was two sets of footsteps where he and Jesus were walking together. And he turned to Jesus and he said, you know, what the hell? You know, I'm looking back here, and in all the times of my life where they were the hardest, you weren't there for me. And Jesus kind of looked kindly at him and said, no, those are the times I carried you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of how I feel about this, is that for three years, I totally was being carried. And that is totally the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you're able to see that perspective while you're still in the process of exiting that journey. I think the reason I'm seeing it is because the support I'm getting, because one of the things that I've done to market the insurance company was I joined a couple of networking groups, and um, which is a bunch of other small business people that we get together and, 
everybody represents something individually. There's no two people doing the same thing in these two groups. And um, the response and support of these two groups, of these people, has been overwhelmingly positive and then felt very safe. And um, uh, it's also there are people that I'm working with. My sister is in marketing down there in L.A. She's Mm -hmm. one of the ones who has set me up with a couple of the new clients already. And, you know, it's, it's been really wonderful getting to work with my sister. We lost our parents um, four years ago and, you know, there's this thing of you lose your parents, you know, are you going to be that close to your sibling now that you're not all getting together with mom and dad. And this has been another way to cement that with her and, you know, um, give our, our relationship another dimension. So it's, there's, there's just too much good stuff going on. You know, it's like, this could fail. This could be, you know, something else could happen. I could find that there's yet another direction that I'm meant to go in. But right now I feel really, really good. So, and you don't have to give specifics if you don't want to, but I'm totally going to put you on the spot here, Rob. So when you're coming up with your new business plan, how do you determine what your rate structure is and what people get? What's the bang for the buck? How, how did you come up with that as a model? I, again, this is sort of my business hat going on is I determined how much money I needed to bring in. And I work backwards from that. It's like, this is how much I need. This is how much workforce, i.e. me, I have, you know, and what my bandwidth is. And um, this is what I need to do. Um, then I did look at competitive pricing of what other people were charging, um, both in a, from an agency perspective. There are people who do this through an agency who, you know, are presumably a cut above. And then there are kind of websites where you can go out and, you know, pick a writer and they, they write for you, which is sort of the, the cheap end. So I did all my marketing work with all of that together and came up with my pricing. And, but again, it's, it's from a, that's where my business hat of what do I need to do to make this a sustainable business came mm-hmm. in. And that part of my thinking, I probably wouldn't have pulled up three years ago. Yeah. So do you have a website set up yet? Not yet. Not Which yet. Which is a little okay. surprising because I, I, I really need to do that since I'm working on other people's websites and telling them how uh, they need to make their website more powerful. So okay. I need to, okay. to take some of my own medicine. Absolutely. Well, you know, you've got a, you still have your J-O-B that you're dealing with too. So, you know, baby steps. But you're on the right path. Yeah. Awesome. So how are you and the boys going to celebrate Christmas this year? It's um, a little bit scattered. Uh, my, my sons are both 19. Uh, one has a girlfriend, and he has essentially moved in with her. Um, and so i am been running around trying to get his attention. Of like, you know, hello, tell your dad, still over here, <laughs> don't forget us. Um, you know, so they're a, they're a little low-key. It's not quite the same thing. So I, I think we're going to do, you know, Christmas morning and, you know, we'll have the tree up and um, it'll be all very casual and they have their stuff going. I've got some close friends that I'll be seeing. So we're, we're kind of reinventing um, both their independence coming to the fore, but mm-hmm. um, I'm, still, I'm still dealing with the loss of my folks. 
and that that was has derailed a lot of the holidays for me because a lot of the things that happened with them happened right at the holidays in um, 2017. My dad yeah. died um, right at Thanksgiving. My mom died Christmas Eve, and um, you know it was uh, it's been a challenge. How about you? What are you doing? Oh, Rob, are you ready for the big secret of the year? Yes. <laughs> okay. So and I won't tell uh, anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. So for all the millions and millions of people who are listening tonight, shh, don't say anything. Um, so I have been busy recording a second album this year. I released a rock opera Yay! back in June called – I go musically, I've stopped using Garrett because, you know, Snoop Dogg's mom didn't name him Snoop Dogg. He's got another name, you know. <laughs> so I went, okay, so I'm going to go by my stage name or performer name. Blonde Jesus, which is, by the way, there is a hyperlink on the show page, and you can go right to the musical on Spotify, add it as a favorite today, and hear 10 great songs that I've written myself, and you can hear this journey that I took. Anyway, so that's all out there on Spotify. So after that, I said, you know, my creativity is still here. I think I want to do a Christmas album, because every project that I've always done includes some type of holiday song. Yeah, so on the musical, yeah. which I just released this summer, there was a Valentine song called One Time Valentine, which I did a co-write with, which I never do, but I did co-wrote with Kelly Fitzgerald, who's been a guest on the show before in the past on the Friday Night Dance Party. She's an award-winning singer-songwriter, makes her living as a singer-songwriter, and is fantastic. And so I reached out to her and said, you know, can we do a little duet? She's like, of course, honey. So we did that. It's been great. And so... Coming up with a Christmas album, I thought, well, let's do something that I've never done before. So I took the concept of all of the holidays around the year. So 4th of July, you know, Thanksgiving, Halloween. And I thought, let's just lump them all together. So I've got six new songs, five are originals. I actually did a cover, which I will um, I will tell you is one of my favorite songs. Uh, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It's going to be the title of the album oh, because nice. you know marketing wise, if you type that in, you know ooh, maybe I'll pop up and maybe I'll spend the ninety nine cents. Who knows? But I I've got all these songs that I couldn't wait to put together. But I then said let's make this like a greatest hit. So I've taken all of my holiday songs from one time Valentine. Guess what? It's Christmas time. Uh, Pucker up Buttercup, it's New Year's Eve. Guess what? It's Christmas time. And I'm trying to think what else. Um, I Oh, then I even threw in the Mother Halloween. Earth Anthem. And then I threw in a song for Gay Pride called Power to the Pansy. So it's kind of like a six new songs, six old songs. And that will be out as soon as CD Baby hits distribution. So when you heard me screaming at the beginning of the show, my email was blowing up saying the singles are ready for digital distribution. So I'm hopeful tomorrow morning I'll probably wake up at 3 in the morning. <gasps> Did it update iTunes? Yeah. Um, so I'll have Yay. That. Oh, my it's God. very cool. Wait. Well, now here's the so no Twitch sisters, though. Uh, well, the how, the Witch Sisters Halloween is part of the album, so I'm just waiting for the notification to come through saying the album's ready for distribution. So I don't oh, know if it's getting good. hung up just because of the volume of what's going on or if it's because I've got a cover that's the Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas or right. it's because I'm trying to combo with my old stuff, which is under my you know personal name, Garrett Miller. So I'm waiting for that cluster F to clear magically because like you said, Rob, we're going to declare what we want. I want that album to easily be released this week so people can get no, it. No, no, no. I would love. 
I would love, love for this album to be released this, this week without incident, and people will love it. Okay, so that gets me to the, what am I doing on Christmas? So since October, I have been growing my hair out and growing a beard, and I now, because I, I bleach it, you know, the beard and the hair. I bleach it right. once a week with, like, ultra blonde bleach that I got at Sally's Beauty. And I walked into Sally's Beauty back in October, and I said, I want to be Santa. And this girl who's goth from Seattle with piercings and tattoos like you've n- never seen more of anywhere, not even on machine gun kelly she goes i know exactly what to do i'm from seattle it's a thing and i went no no no, no. i want to be santa because she goes yeah i get it you want to be santa claus i don't need to know the details it's a thing i'm from seattle and i said okay and so she took me over got my <laughs> supplies and ever since october i've been you know bleaching my hair Get me in the Christmas spirit for recording the song. so one of the compromises in bleaching my hair and growing a beard which is not corporately acceptable for the very conservative company that I work for, Monday through Friday. Oh. I got approval ahead of time to do this. I said, okay, if I, you know, grow this out, it's going to be a Christmas album. I promise to get rid of it the second Christmas is over. And they were like, yeah, we're okay with that. So the, the cool thing is that I now look like Santa Claus, except without the belly. Some would Big well, to differ. You know, if you're in West Hollywood, they would call yeah. me fat, fat man, even though I, you know, I'm, well, I'm not, I know. Right. Yeah. So for yeah, the unrealistic like expectations of the oh, world. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Unless I have yeah. 4% body fat, I'm a yeah. fatty. But, um, so I right. look like Santa. I've got the long hair. I just rebleached it today, rebleached the beard. And tomorrow I am going to my company's headquarters and I am playing Santa Claus unbeknownst to the people that I'm going, but I've got my senior director going. I've got my manager going. They're going as elves and we're going to pass out over 300 cookies that I saved up till 1213 in the morning last oh night God. baking individually wrapping and putting them, you know, and I wore gloves, I wore a mask, I wore a hairnet. You would have thought I was in a food production plant. So we're going to go deliver all these cookies and do all this. We're still not. That is awesome. It's and awesome. You've got to be the hottest looking Santa Claus ever. And I call it Malibu Santa. Blonde hair and all that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, super cool. Yeah, you, super. So yeah, with you're, this, you're definitely come Christmas Eve, because I'm off uh, for a few days at my day job. And so, of course, what am I going to do when I have days off, Rob? Work at my part-time job, because I'm crazy. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve, when I wrap up shop, literally, I am coming home, and I've got the lighting already set up. This is how eager I am for Christmas to get here. And this is probably the first and only time you're going to hear me say I'm eager for Christmas, because quite frankly, I'm a Grinch, and you would never know it, except unless I'm telling you. (laughs) So I've got the lighting set up. I even bought a green screen so I can have it edited expertly within an inch of my life. I'm doing a very artistic deconstruction of Santa. So I've got the Santa outfit. I've got the whole thing. So when I come home from work on Christmas Eve, I don't even know what time it is. I think it's like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. We get we close. I mean, how in the, why do you stay open that late on Christmas Eve? Anyway, I digress. I'm putting on half the Santa suit, and on the other half, I'm dressing in all black. Now, that's part one. Part two, I'm getting out my dog no, wait, which, hair which shears. Which half is black and which half is it's the you know left my I think I'm going to do right side Santa left side black so I oh, even got like kind of half and half yeah like not okay. top and bottom it's like left and right and so on the left side I'm going to be all black I've got you know it's it's the whole thing and so to make this complete 
I've got my dog shears, you know, to give him a haircut out. And I'm going to Britney Spears myself. And I'm going to shave half of my head and half of my beard. And so, you know, the half that is shaved is going to be on the black side. And the half that's, that's going to be, um, you know, still there will be on the right side with my Santa costume. So it's the deconstruction of Santa. And I've got this whole idea in my head of how it's going to be staged. So that is what I am going to be doing on either Christmas Eve, if I've got the energy, or Christmas morning, I'm going to wake up and take my new pictures. Now, I will tell you, last year at the same time, um, during Christmas, I was home on a COVID stay because I, A, was told I had to, but B, I did not have COVID. But here we go. There we go. And that was the way it was. So on Christmas, I, so I, uh, you know, I did not leave my house for three weeks solid. I ate every stitch of food I had in the house, did not leave the house. It was great. Didn't put gas in the car. It was fantastic. But on, so on Christmas Day, skinny as a rail, I took all of my promo pictures from her, my last album, Blonde Jesus, the musical. And so when I take right. a look at that picture now, it's like, ooh, I think I need to starve myself for about another two weeks. Oh. And Christmas is coming right on up. Anyway, so I'm super excited because we're going to take the pictures. And I say we. I usually take all of my pictures and I just, um, you know, edit them myself. Um, I may have help just for the convenience of not having to restage myself a thousand times. I can just say, okay, move the camera here, move the camera there. And right, uh, we'll right. see if my ex, David, who has agreed to, will come over and just press the button. Because yeah. sometimes that's a, it's, can you come over and press the button? Well, you know, I'm doing nothing. I'm kind of busy right now. Can you just come over and press the freaking button? I don't need you to do anything. I'm kind of busy, you know, maybe like an hour. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you it's train, easier to do it train, yourself. Train, train, yeah, train the dogs to do it. Like, right, yeah. So anyway, so that's what I'm going to be doing on Christmas this year. Um, I, I tend to not celebrate the holidays a lot for similar reasons. You've had the loss of your parents. I've never really right. been a big fan of Christmas and this goes back years. So I, you know, you know, I should go to therapy for this, but th that I stopped really liking Christmas the year that my parents said they were going to get divorced and they could have told us any other time. Cause we could have seen the writing on the wall seven miles out of orbit. Um, but they, you know, brought my sister and I into the family room that one fateful Christmas morning. And they said, yeah, we're going to get oh divorced. My God. I went, oh, you my couldn't God. have done this, you know. And so and my only thought at the time, Rob, was, oh, now I'm a statistic. And that, how selfish of me to think that. But that was my only thought at the time. So ever since no, then, well, it's always I, been, I think, you know. I don't think that's selfish. That is, I mean, you know, and not to put down your parents, but I think what they did was actually kind of selfish to, to do that to you because that that is that's that's horrific I, yeah. I, i'm so sorry well you know, me too uh, you know could have been any other day but you know it's just i don't know it's just you know you just knew it was coming but it's like okay really today couldn't you just like fake it yeah. for like another six hours but there you go anyway so i've i've gotten past that in you know i would say recent years in the last 20 years i've celebrated but you know since i've and I'm, this is no trail of tears, woe me, cry me a river, because I'm certainly not asking for that, because I make my own choices. But I, you know, haven't had anybody in my life, and so, you know, why do I need to decorate, blah, blah, blah. So I don't. And I, I revel in that. I appreciate that. I have my 14 minutes of, woe is me, pity party on Christmas Day. And then I'm like, thank God that's over. Now I got the day to myself and enjoy it. But this year, I'm going to be having an Airbnb guest coming starting the 20th through the 30th. She's going to be here for like 10 days. I'm like, 
over Christmas. Now I have to be nice and I need to probably put out some decorations. So I've put out some decorations and I'm trying to make sure that feels relatively warm and inviting. Um, right. You know, cause you know, you can't now, be, where are you going to be then when, while she's there? Well, I, you know, you've been to my place. I've got my own, you know, yeah. I've got my, you know, my bedroom, which is my office, which is my workout room, which also goes out to the courtyard. I've got direct access to my garage. So, you know, that the roommate room with the, you know, private bathroom and the sliding pocket door, that's the Airbnb room. Got it. So got it. I'm still going to so be you're here. You're I'm actually, just, yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know who I'm going to call on Christmas now. Well, and, and you know who but, talks on the phone with you all the time? Not me. I know. So it'll be a real Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. I was, just, I was talking about yeah, this last week with Stephanie. I said, you know, because we were talking about, well, how often do we ever talk on the phone? And she goes, never. And I said, right. And she goes, because you hate talking on the phone. I said, I hate talking. But now I'm sitting here talking to you tonight, Stephanie, and tonight, Rob. And this is my most favorite hour that I'm going to have the entire week. So where's the logic yeah, in that? Well, that's that's our dirty secret is like we we used to when we were doing the show together, um, you know, we would we would do our show together and it was our one hour a week that we got to hang out together. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, we actually did speak on the phone other than that because we would talk about what are we going to do for the show. So we would have like this other hour where we were just chit chatting just between you and me and then. Then we would do the show. So, and, right, and I right. do miss those, by the way. You know, as I love love talking to you always. It's you know, super it's, fun. Um, yeah, you know, it's the the thing too, and just you know, my tale of woe on Christmas story. Um, you know, like I said, my dad passed away on Thanksgiving, and this hmm. was actually a little bit bittersweet. But it, you know, so it, I don't want to make it a total negative because it's almost like romantic. But um, my mom um, was, you know, they were married. They they would have been married. I think they were celebrated their 67th, 67th wow. wedding anniversary. Um, but my mom, according to her nurse who was there at the time, on Christmas Eve, um, told the nurse, she said, you know, tell Bob, who is my dad, um, that he needs to sit down. And she goes, um, well, where is he? And she goes, he's right there by the restroom door. And he, he wants me to, to go with him and uh, tell him I'm not ready yet just to sit down. And so she kind of turned and spoke over to the corner of the room and said, okay, Mr. Bob, please sit down. And um, then within the hour, my mom was gone. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, for my family, it was like this. there's a little bit of warmth, understanding that, my dad actually came and got my mom on yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I love Eve. that. So, yeah. So, great ending to their story. A bit starting mine. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like now Christmas Eve. I mean, it just it it just isn't. It, I, I'm still working on getting traction back on Christmas, but I it it that and the year before we had challenges around their health and mm-hmm. it just um so I, I am trying to get traction but um at least in the case of my folks you know in theory their timing was a little bit out of their hands what happened to you um man i 
I just want to hug well, you. I, I, well, yeah. but, but I, I don't know. It's just turned me into this bitter old person. You know, this is why I say I really am a Grinch, which, you know, at work, you know, if I if I told you some of the things I've done at work for, you know, my team this year, you would think there is just no way you are a Grinch, Garrett. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And then I'm doing these you know, five million cookies tomorrow. I'm dressing as Santa and and, 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 and uh, ho, 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 and a bottle of Martinelli's grape juice, Rob, because, you know, it's not five o'clock everywhere yet. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that and I'm going to have a blast. But outside of that, I'm like, oh, God, you know, if I, you know, so it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a Libra. I don't know. Maybe, but, yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, I, I mean, let, let's bottom line it. The the person that you're the most the Grinch to is um, Garrett Miller. That is totally true. So why do I think? Yeah. Why do I do that? Um, I think, and this is why I'm really mad about that story, um, because the the one thing that you took away was that that was your work it's not you're you are worthy of great christmas you out of anybody actually you know as i'm talking to you it's like i love you so much and um just you are so mr warmth and sunshine and you exude so much wonderfulness um and you deserve it back you you deserve that little thing back well well thank you, know? you. it's like so well, I appreciate the sentiment there. So, um, you know, we'll have to see what happens on Christmas Day when I shave Santa's head. <laughs> oh, my God, really? You have to shave it? Like, well, no, I don't have to uh, because they were just saying, well, you know, you could just get a haircut. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't be very dramatic. And, you know, I'm very dramatic. And they go, we know. And I said, well, then getting a trim well, is actually, just not the same. Well, but what if you um, cut it but left, you know, a little bit of length on the other side and then put in some black rinse so that you're not bald, but the black rinse part would then contrast to the very long white hair? Well, here's Mm -hmm. the deal. My hair grows really quick. And since I have to do this myself and I can't get to my hair guy, to fix stuff yeah. because he's going to be because cl- you know he's going to be closed for Christmas and you know every, you know, I thought, okay let's just shave it because I've shaved my head before I don't know if you've seen the pictures of me as Stone Cold Garrett Miller but I look good that with I have not yeah. what well you have actually, not seen that no I've not seen that yeah. oh Rob no, I look I'm good bald, bald. Uh, well that's well I I believe that because your handsome face is well bless is, you, you know, After the show, um, I'm sending you a picture of me bald, and you go like, oh, he's right. He looks good. Okay, cool. All right. Well, and and I like bald, so I'll I'll probably like it anyway. Oh, there um, you go. And and I will tell you something, because I have so many close friends who are in the hair industry and everything else. It probably is a good idea that you shave your head, because if you've been bleaching your hair this long. Oh, yeah. If I've got any brain cells left. Right. No, Mm -hmm. it's not your brain cells. It's your hair cells. So well, I actually have to put on a whole new fresh the conditioner. I mean, and I have to put on the conditioner. I have to use the purple shampoo, which until I bleached it like like white white, never believed in, but it totally right. works. But you have to have bleached white hair, not yeah. just blonde hair. Um, but I have to like deep condition it probably two or three times a week, if not daily, just to make sure that I'm not like combing out clumps of hair because the hair is like straw. So one, if I condition yeah, exactly. it, man, yeah. I've got gorgeous hair. I could be Fabio. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, yeah. That's hot. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Dad bod Fabio, but I could be Fabio. There we go. Dad Bob in West Hollywood. You know, but everywhere else I look good. Oh. I know. I like I'm, I would write off West Hollywood because it's like it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not realistic. It's, no, no, and I mean you have to you have to you have to do a lot to, to have the bots. Right. And, I don't, uh, and I don't just, no. I just don't. It, well, and here's why, I mean, I, last year I got into like the best shape I've ever been in my adult life. And this is a, this is a fact. I took a, a shirtless selfie, which I'm not ashamed to say that I took because I looked great. And then I ended up getting the shoulder injury because I was not working out enough muscles in my back and like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Cry me river. So I put on castor oil for a couple of months thinking, oh, it's just a, you know, that's going to help it and it's going to get better. And that didn't. So I went to urgent care because at the time I didn't have a doctor because I'm dumb. And the Mm -hmm. doctor there said, well, try Arnicare gel because that will help. So I did that and I got about eight gallons of that. Nice, but didn't do anything. So then everybody was like, stop working out because that will help rest it. So I stopped working. So the second I stopped working out, you know, that's also kind of when my job changed where I sit my fat ass behind my desk and don't really get up and walk around like I had done for several years. So I stopped working out, didn't really change my diet. My diet's pretty good. And then stopped uh, moving during the day and put on about 15 of that, you know, the weight that I took off and, you know, this fierce ripped sexy guy. Now it's just like, he's just the average guy. So I would love to be able to get through. I just started physical therapy, what, two weeks ago. And my doctor's like, you know, I, cause I went back in October, you know, a year right. after this injury starts. Cause I'm smart like that. That's one of the things I'm not smart on Rob. And she goes physical therapy. So it only took me six weeks to, you know, go get the physical therapy started. But now that I'm doing it, I'm doing it twice a week. And I just kick myself. That I didn't start this back, you know, last spring because it's making such a difference, but um, I can't wait to start like lifting again and doing some things. So, but the West Hollywood dad bod thing, that's ridiculous. And plus, okay, now I'm going to, for all the people in West Hollywood, you know, this is an exact truth, but y'all are weird. And for everybody who's, you know, over the age of 25, you might as well be dead if you're gay because you are just considered old you know, you're not relevant, you, you know, you need to be, you know, 18 to 22, 4% body fat and, you know, look doughy eyed. Okay, great. Anything over that you're over the hill and just forget it. Um, but, it, but all of those people, you know, I, and I, cause I can, every time I go up there, I see the same types of faces, you know, they have this like, kind of like crazy look in their face because all they do is, you know, drink air and gulp water and, not eat anything that's not organically a leaf and having anything more than eight calories a day is a crime. And I'm now at a point in my life. It's like, well, I'm going to eat nine calories and I'm going to be okay. Right. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I eat really well. Um, I just rejoined the gym and I'm blaming on COVID. Um, but, and the gym is not the same. So I'm having trouble getting myself back in there. It's, um, you know, because I've been financially hit, they're not keeping it up as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. that's, that's an issue. But what do you like to do um, when you work out? I do weights mostly. Uh, you know, it's like I, I do try to keep, um, do a stomach routine where I tear down my stomach muscles every day so they don't build back up, but they're mm-hmm. strong. But then I do um, kind of front muscles one day, back muscles the next day. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of my thing. Kind of your thing. And, um, yeah, and I was, before when I was going to the gym, I was lifting, I was doing the machine, I wasn't doing the free weights, but I was bopping on those machines. I was lifting really high weights. Mm-hmm. Um, like several of them, you know, the pin was down in the very bottom. You know, wow. And okay, Macho that, Man. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's like, but, yeah, but the one thing I found, though, that, and maybe maybe West Hollywood is, is that kind of ageist type thing, but the thing that drives me craziest is there is an ageism that I found with a lot of gay men, but the people I get it from the most are guys in my age group. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I'm I'm kind of blind when it comes to age. It's like I've... You know, I've been attracted to guys young, old, in between, everything. It's like it's not, you know, the age isn't the thing that I tend to be attracted to a man um, around. But I've just found that there are quite a few younger men of 20s, 30s, and 40s that come on to me. There are, but the guys that are in my age range that I try to, you know, put out some feelers towards or whatever, it's like they're they're the ones that only want younger guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's frustrating to me. It's like, you know, if you won't date your own age, what does that say about you? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I, I will tell you, a, I, yeah. I fit into that category. But also, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my dad under the bus here. Thanks, Dad. He's, he passed away this year, so he's not here to scream at me when I say oh. this. But he, but he always dated younger women. So my, my dad and my mom, I think there's like a seven-year age gap between them. So they got married when I think he was 32 and she was 25, you know, and I thought, oh, my God, seven years. And then when they got divorced, um, you know, he was with um, Rosemary for a while, and she was easily, no, had to be at least 15 years younger than him. Um, and then he finally married Karen, and, you know, she was, well, shoot, probably like 20 years, you know, younger, 18 years younger, something like that also. So it was always like, oh, he's getting all the young ones. And, you know, my longest relationship with David, he's what, you know, 15 years younger than me. But emotionally, he was much more mature than I was. But I have no interest (laughs) in dating anybody my own age. And I think it's because I just know all of the baggage I bring to the table. And I am absolutely not perfect, but I play one on TV. But I I just have no patience for, you know, people who are my age with all the crap that they've either gone through or are now at in their stage of life. And, and, And for me, it's a real... I mean, I haven't had a date in two years, you know, cry me a river again, but you know, I haven't gone out because of, you know, you had COVID and now I'm thinking about, okay, I want to start dating again, but it's like, where do I meet people? And, you know, you're right. I'll get a much better response from somebody who's, you know, 25 years younger than somebody who is, you know, my age and the people who are my age that I might be approached by. I'm like, Ooh, you've got to be kidding. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And I'd probably have a much better relationship with somebody who's at least in the same decade, you know, plus five or minus five, but I have zero interest in making that happen. So I, I, I apologize for being one of those people, Rob. (laughs) Well, don't apologize for it, but it just, you know, it's like, I would just, it, um, 
because I, I think somebody in that age range could appreciate you on different levels that yeah you know someone younger might not but you know i'm not i'm not one to throw stones i it's like i have um i've been surprised at some of the the age when i find out about it what what they are um of guys who are, are completely hitting on me and um you know one um i didn't realize who he was until down the road after he he started pursuing me and I actually knew him when he was a kid. And oh I was my like, gosh. Going, uh, I was like, I can't do this. And I haven't, yeah. haven't, you know, he's, he's in the military. And so he's off, you know, overseas right now, um, not in Europe, not in mm-hmm. a war zone or whatever. But, and so I like, I haven't addressed that at all, but, um, you know, I still get messages from him. It's like, and he's coming back, and can we get together? And it's sort of like, uh, when you come Ooh. back, we have to have a talk because this is yeah. not happening. It's like, yeah, cannot do that part. So, no. so why, do you no. think, why do you think that you want to close yourself off to that opportunity? I, I you know, it's, I, uh, I think it's because I have sons who are 19, and, you know, so it's like younger guys, like I said, you know, I never had a problem before, but as the younger guys who are now available and my sons are the same age, it feels more it's like kind of creepy. Just, yeah, a little, yeah, it's just too much. And, okay. and I do, I, I mean, I really do like the multi-level thing of, someone closer to my own age. I, I mean, it's, I tend to end up, you know, about 10 years younger than me just because of, like I said, it's like older guys. I, and I don't know what it is. Cause they're, they're older, handsome men that I really would be really thrilled to, to hang out with and, and pursue in that way. And it just, they're, they're just not looking. They're, they're like, you know, I'm out of their, their, their bucket. You know, it's like, it's like, ah, okay. All right. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, it's, it goes kind of go back to the, you know, everybody has their own type and, you know, we can say, oh, well, you know, you, you know, that's this way or that's that way. And you can all be woke and, and, you know, be so, uh, you know, willing to condemn other people and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I love seeing the people who want to tell you how to live your life based on what they think you should do. But the second you right. say, well, okay, well, if you're going to pick that person for me, I'm going to pick one for you. Here you go. You. And they will go, no, 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 no. That's not fair. And I'm like, exactly. So why don't you just, yeah. you love who you want to love and leave me alone and we will get along just fine because you're weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I think that's absolutely true. People, people need to do go for what they want. It's just, yeah. it's just interesting to me because it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's like if I'm talking to somebody who's in their twenties and they go, "Oh, you're too old for me," I go, "Okay, sure, I get that." Yeah, but when I'm talking to somebody who's my age and they're going, "You're too old for me," I was like, going, um, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> so, no, and, and no, no offense 
to you. I mean, I'm, well, well, I'm deeply offended at this point, Rob. I just don't even know if we can go on for more than four minutes and four seconds. Yeah. Oh, my God. How did we do this? I know. It's, it's like this every time. So I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, and you can sure you know, privately message me and say, go, go jump off a cliff. But I'm asking all the people that we've done this with for the last couple of months, if you'd like to come back on that once a month, um, and, you know, have an hour of just chit chat and we'll promote, you know, rated LGBT radio, which you can hear live here on blog talk radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 PM Pacific standard time link is on the show page. Um, or if you would like to do something else, that's okay too. But boy, I'd sure love to spend some more time, some more Monday nights with you if you're open. You, you know, the answer is yes. Well, I know, like, but I when, still have to when ask. Have I, I can't assume. No, no, that's, <laughs> I, Yeah. Okay, so with yeah, that, of folks, course. Yeah. we've got three minutes left. Rob, I want you to come up with like about a minute of Christmas wishes for the masses out here, and we're going to wrap up the show. Well, I hope everybody has an absolutely magical holidays, and I hope if you're if you're like Garrett and I who have some challenges in in finding the magic, I hope you do find it. I hope we find it, and people who are in the magic and they're in the moments have young kids, have family, that things are going on, you know, don't let the stresses get you because this stuff is precious. And I can tell you that from experience. It's like the now is now and go for it and don't, don't think that, you know, everything stays the same because it doesn't. But, um, yeah, so magic, magic all the way around. There we go. I'm going to, I want to piggyback on that. I was listening to another show the other night on, I was making, while I'm making the cookies and the host was saying, you know, forget about the electronic thing that you can't afford. Forget about the fancy trip that you can't take this year. Forget about, forget about, forget about. If you have a choice to do anything for the people that you love in your life this year, one of the things I think that can be the greatest gift is free. It's the gift of your undivided attention. Turn the TV off, put your cell phone down, turn it upside down, turn it off and have the conversation with your partner, with your kid, with your parent, with a friend. Spend that time with them. I guarantee years from now, they will be going. I remember that one time Rob sat down with me and we talked about da 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 versus I remember that one time Rob gave me that really expensive crappy gift that broke after I used it four times and then it sat in the closet and I finally threw it away. What do you think they're going to talk about? They're going to talk about the time you spent together. So if you yeah. are in a spot where you, I can't afford or I can't get the gift of your time, the gift of your emotional availability is huge. Don't ever discount that. And that's what I would say to give as the premier gift of the season. So with that, folks, um, join us next week. Mary Lou Monroe Ray, live from Brisbane, Australia. It'll be 1 p.m. her time, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Host of Rated Oz Radio. She'll be joining me live for an hour of pre-Christmas chatter. And I want to thank Rob. We'll have him back in the new year, talk more about all the cool stuff. Links for all of the shows right here on the show page. It is a pleasure having you join us. If you have an idea for a guest or would like to talk more, you can find us on RatedGRadio.com. You've been listening to Rated G Radio.